Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends, compadres, Oilers fans, sports fans. Just fans in general, people of Earth, how are you? Evan, too. And Evan. Evan is sitting in the background, headphones in. He's not paying attention to us. He's got his hands in his pants. Welcome Get your to, hand out of your pants. Welcome to episode three of Oilers Nation Radio. It's a podcast. It's not on the radio, but we call it that because it's funny. As always, episode three is brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford. If you need a truck, if you need service, if you need a friend, if you need excellent facilities go see our friends out at sherwood ford we have breaking news out of sherwood ford this past week go they ahead. have confirmed that gus the director of smiles is a real dog not only is he real they posted a video of him cruising around the showroom let me tell you how adorable he is go ahead he's very adorable he's did chasing he ma- this little remote control car around did he make you smile oh yes that's why he's the director of smiles mm-hmm. go to at sherwood ford on twitter to watch the cute video of uh Gus chasing around a little car. I think if you go to ON Radio Podcast as well, we retweeted it. Yeah, we both those accounts are good. Follow both. Follow our friends at Sherwood Ford. You'll get Gus updates. You'll also get wonderful promotions from the best Ford dealer on the planet. Boys, there's some Oilers news to talk about. Some of it good, some of it bad, depending how you look at it. I want to start off real quick, real quick, talking about Darnell Nurse. John Shannon reported... The other day, what were we, over Friday, so I guess Wednesday, Thursday morning, that he went back to Toronto. Contract negotiations are obviously stalling a little bit. Daryl went back to Toronto. Four-hour flight, not at the end of the world. It's not like he's going back to Kazakhstan, Chris. <laughs> Thank God he's not going there. Right? 
What do you guys think? Darnell Nurse going back to Toronto. Cam, we'll start with you. I think there's a pretty good chance he's just going to watch the uh, the Blue Jays for their uh, playoff push. They could be. That Cheap Jays tickets, I heard. They still have not yet been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and you can spend about $1.75 and get tickets on StubHub for the Blue Jays if really? you want to watch them. Uh, Wait, how much did you say? Like $1.75. Sweet. We should want, go. If you want to get the life sucked out of you, then uh, go and watch with about 400 other people. Watch the Jays, uh, the dangling corpse of the Blue Jays roster. How many games back are they from a wild card spot? Oh, they're they're like 18 games out of the second wild card. They're like 40 games out of the division at this point. Boston, they... Uh, they uh they ha- they got swept by Boston and um handed them their 99th 100th and 101st wins of the season this week which was uh this was ni- that was nice to watch. So what Cam is saying I think Dan correct me if I'm wrong. I think Cam is saying if you see Darnell Nurse at the Jays game say what's going on man. Well you know what I I heard he's going to Toronto but have we heard if he's not going somewhere else afterwards? Toronto being the hub of international flights from Canada. Mm-mm. So Don't maybe he's that. popping in at my favorite pub in Ontario, the Ale House in London. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He okay. could be literally anywhere in the world right now. Where in the world is Darnell Nurse? Also, uh, why didn't he just... He's from Hamilton. Why didn't he just fly on swoop into Hamilton? Because he wants to go to Hamilton. Right? He, he lives in Hamilton. Yeah, but who wants to go there? Steel Town. I'm actually... The next time I fly to Toronto when I'm running my half marathon in October, I'm flying into Hamilton on a swoop flight and then taking the GO train to Toronto. <laughs> no, Chris, you got, anything, you got anything to say, Chris? <laughs> you got anything to say? No, I th- I'm very proud of you for running a half marathon. At our meeting on Tuesday, Chris, Chris badmouthed me for only running in a half marathon. Somebody asked, somebody says, "Oh, you run in a marathon?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm a." And then Chris interrupted to say, "Actually, he only runs in half marathons." No, well, you start. You <laughs> continued the story and made this person, Letitia, Oilers Nation accountant. You made her believe that you're running a full marathon, and I put my foot. And I stopped it. And I welcomed I Chris to my foot. And <laughs> I put I my foot it. and I stopped it. I welcomed Chris to come run in the half marathon with me. Yeah, I'll do but, it. So you will? Next That's year. a confirmation? Next year. How still, long is a half marathon? It's a 21.1K. It's That's essentially my drive to work every day. Yeah, you can do the, uh, you could do the half marathon on your Ford Escape. I could. I think that would be fine. My Ford Escape that I bought from our friends at Sherwood Ford. Nice. Thank Good you. one. Oh. What do you think of that? That was, that was a smash. <laughs> nailed it. I like that. Good that was an alley-oop right there. That was NBA All-Star Game level stuff. Cam sets me up. I fucking throw that thing down. Good and boom guys. goes the dynamite. Smash that rock in the hoop. Boys, back to Darnell Nurse. Chris, what do you think about him going back to Toronto? Um, I think it's very disappointing. On one hand, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors with the negotiations. He could and have gone for a family dinner, Chris. Well, exactly. There could have been something going on that we don't know. But I'm going to assume that he is uh, there nowhere close to finalizing this thing so he just thought he'd go to a cooler city apparently um and in my mind that's terrible for team morale um it's i don't think it's a very good look a good look for who the Oilers or darnell darnell so you think he should have stayed in the city yes i think he should stay with the team if he wants to be here if he wants to get signed he should be with the boys do you think there's any part of this where he took his ball and he's going home because he wants x number of dollars honestly like, well no he's like fine well i'm going home his he's kind of sending a message by going back to Toronto if that's what he's kind of leaning to. Um, again, we don't know what's going on behind the closed doors, but that's just what I get out of Would it. Would you say there's a chance that Darnell Nurse is requesting that the Leafs sign him to an offer sheet? <laughs> okay. No. Please do that. I was, I was dreaming that. that Darnell Nurse was a part of the trade for Carlson. I, too, was dreaming that. 
Yeah, dare to dream. But though, as we heard a couple months ago, somebody reported Darnell or uh, Eric Carlson did have the Oilers on his no trade list. But Vancouver was on it. That makes Vancouver's or... bad. Wait, N- Vancouver was on his no trade or on his you can go there list? You can go there. Oh, I'm really? Sure. Interesting. Okay. Well, Vancouver's pretty. It's a nice city. Yeah, but it's Vancouver. And what's your beef in Vancouver? Just the, the Canucks, Canucks are terrible? And, yeah, the Canucks are terrible. But there's also the Sedins connection. They're, they've retired by this point. But Nasland. Yeah, Nasland. They've had a ton of good Swedes. Uh, their, their number one prospect right now, Elias Pedersen, is reportedly a Swede. Brock Besser. He's not a Swede. Not a Swede. But he has the hair of a Swede. Great hair on Brock Trevor Besser. Linden. Trevor also Linden. a noted oh. Swede. Yep. Swedish le- legend, Trevor Linden. Dan, yep. what do you think about the Darnell Nurse thing? Makes sense for us. Uh, you know what? I mean... It doesn't really matter where he is. It's not. It's not him doing the negotiations. He'll be here when they sign the contract. He'll fly in that day, and it'll be done. Yeah, but what do you think his teammates think of him right now? They're I, all like going through main camp right now, and he's nowhere to be found. I think that his teammates. I think that these are all professional NHL players, and they realize it's a business. And unfortunately, Darnell's getting dicked around by a business. I bet you they're more mad at Pistol Pete for not having this thing done. Oh, exactly. And if they care about Darnell Nurse as a teammate and a person, they're like, we want to see our boy get paid what he yeah. deserves. Yeah, and I, I bet think... he's got a text from Connor on his phone that says, get your money, son. I think this I is so. galvanizing the team, if anything. I also think, speaking of Chirelli, it's it's a little odd that we spent all of the season crapping on him for you know handing out these deals. I think the number one would be like Dreisaitl, the 8.5 per to like an RFA coming off of uh, their entry level deal, like Trelli clearly didn't grind him down at all. That I imagine is what his agent's first ask was, and now they're trying to grind Nurse down, and we're getting mad at Trelli for doing the thing we said he should have done with a different player. It's just interesting though, because I agree with you. He should be standing firm with a guy like Darnell Nurse, where they don't really. I said it last week. They don't really know what he is yet, and that's fine. The weird part comes though when he's overpaying a guy like Kajula by two or three hundred thousand yeah. dollars, depending who you are. Koskinen. Although I saw a picture of him that we posted at official Oilers Nation on Instagram, he is a giant. The crossbar comes at like dude. his butt crack. Gregor was also talking about that his um, he he needs to have his hands higher apparently. So I wonder if he just like trusts in his massive shoulders too much. I call that Dubnik syndrome, Chris. Yeah, worked I guess for so. Gustafson. Was he a big guy? I have no He's idea. He's a huge monster. 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 Oh, I just thought he was, was seven foot eight, nine hundred pounds. Wow. He was a fucking massive. Great on NBA Jam. Absolutely, he's a he was one of those created players where you put everything to max. Real quick, boys, one word answer: Is Darnell Nurse going to be in Edmonton for the start? I guess in Sweden for the start of the season. Real quick, real quick, Dan. Yes. Chris? Yes. Cam? Yes. I agree as well. Uh, also, one word answer. When does he sign? What is your guess? Dan? I'll say September. It's not one word. 25th. It's one word answer, Dan. One word answer. 25th. One word answer. It's not one word. I'm going... Uh, it's not one word. <laughs> Chris? You can't... Okay. Pick a date. No, you know what? Let's go to Cam for his one word answer. October. Not till October. My, my one word answer is 19th. 19th. I'm going to go ahead and say they play the Flames as their first preseason game on Monday. I'm going to say Tuesday. They play the Jets first. Do they? Yeah. When's that? Um, Sunday? I think they play the Flames. They play the Flames on Monday. Oh, they're in Calgary. Sorry. I Come was on, Dan. Dan. Pull tried. it together. I tried. Evan, what do you think of this? 21st. Evan's going to say the 21st. The 21st of November, he's clarifying, though. So his Evans take, write that down. He says the 21st of November. Evan, the intern, guaranteed lock of the day, Darnell Nurse on the 21st. Now, Dan, you found something hilarious yesterday. 
I did. You found a guy who was on, I assume this was a Facebook group? Yes. So you found this dude on a Facebook group, and he just kind of put out, he just kind of put out a call to the community. He has a big dream, uh, and he's just, just looking for some help to get that done. Dan, please go ahead and read this genius's comment on a Oilers fan board on Facebook. You'll excuse my uh, my punctuation and such because this is, I'm just going to read it verbatim. You got to give it the full effect. Dan was practicing this this morning. Was he really? Excuse hang on, me. Hang on, before oh. you go, was he really practicing Dan, this? Dan read this thing probably six times this morning. <laughs> is that true? No. He no. stood. He One went time. to the bathroom and he stood in front of the mirror and held it and read it. We just heard him. One time in public, bathroom. twelve times in the bathroom. Go ahead, Dan. Excuse me. Anyone know how to get a PTO? That in brackets is professional tryout. Is he yelling? Hang on, like all caps there? All caps on the tryout. Fuck yeah, go ahead. With team this year. Before you scream at me, it not for me. I played professional when I was in 20 old. This for my kid. (laughs) I call Ticketmaster, but they have no answer. Oh my God. I would love to have been the Ticketmaster agent that answered that phone call. Like, yes, hello, sir. Uh... I'm looking for a PTO with the Oilers, and I can't seem to find that on the website. No, but he would say it like this. I'm looking for a PTO, and I can't find it on the website. It's for my son, not for me. I played professional. Dan, go ahead. Anyone have owner, in brackets, Kate's number, or (laughs) think we just show up and sign up at the training camp? Thanks, everyone. Oilers for life. I think my favorite thing about this is in the sentence where he says, or think we just show up and sign up at the training camp, is he's capitalized, we, show, and sign. I don't know. <laughs> he's just like drawing words out of a bag to decide what to capitalize. He's passionate. He's He wants his kid to get a professional tryout. I respect that. He's probably thinking that Shirelli's been handing out so many PTOs lately that he could just uh, sign up. He, he saw the, the Flames handed Gilbert Brule a trial. Gilbert Brule hasn't played hockey in 17 years. Oh, he's playing in the KHL. No. He hasn't played hockey since the 2003-04 season. And um, <laughs> this is a fact. This is true. The last Who's time... still behind the Iron Curtain? The last, yeah, the last time he played hockey was when he picked up bono from the airport and they played road hockey together whatever that story was that was the last time he was even touched a stick and they handed him a pto so this guy's kid could easily get a pto that has been coombs history with coom at first i thought that this guy was just like trying to have a hidden message in there so i read just the capitalized words to see if there was anything there there's nothing there dan well i mean when you read the rest of the thing, it I mean, makes there's sense. gold there. There's gold in them there, Hills. But aside from that, Chris, do you think that this is the best way to get a PTO with the Oilers for your large adult son? Um, it's either. Th- you know what? Yeah, I, I, I do. It's either that or you'd probably go find Charlie's house and ask him, knock on the Why not just have him. your kid go and show up with his gear and jump on the ice like that uh, That Montreal that guy? Montreal, guy. Yeah. What was his Sh- name? Raphael or Raphael. Yeah. Took I've shot on theater. Just, yeah, took a shot. I've been thinking about this lately. If like how easy it is to get through security and to try jump on the Rogers Place ice. Okay, go on. Let's let's follow this down the hole. Well, I was bit. thinking more like Rogers Place would be hard. The community rink would be easier. I can't imagine they have a lot of security there, and there's an entrance right by the ice. So what you're saying, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. You show up to Rogers Place in your equipment, right? Yeah. And there's like that. It's like a second cup or a Jugo juice or something there, right next to the community rink. You grab yourself a coffee. You're in full gear. There's a door to the community rink. 
for spectators. After you've enjoyed your coffee and or jugo juice, mm-hmm. you go through that door, down the stairs. I assume you've already got your skates on with the skate guards. Skate guards on. And that's where you make your play, I assume. Probably, or you just walk through the front doors and hop on the bench. Walk when, through the front doors of just like... No, I mean, you know there's the back doors on like 105th Ave? Like on the north side. What of you're way better off doing is booking the ice the previous night to play like a beer league game or something, and then just staying overnight and hiding in the shower with a sleeping bag, and then your stuff's there, and then you wake up, and then I you're l- just hidden in there. I love the idea of hiding in the arena. Where, I if know. you were going to hide in the arena, Cam, where do you think you would go, just based on what you know of Rogers' place? Um, oh geez, that's a tough one, actually. I think I would go kind of like in the loge seats where they have kind of like the uh, that little restaurant area behind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would, um, like, I know there's this this area where they have kind of like a buffet. One time I went there and I got, like, these pierogies. Sportsnet Lounge, I believe. I would hide down there where they have, like, the food area. And they also have a bar, so you're staying yeah, hydrated, absolutely. you're staying fed. Chris, you where can, would you, you hide at? I think place? instead of hiding in one um, spot, I think the best strategy for this would be a moving uh, target so you're watching the security guards you're moving area to area because i think every place is like covered at one point so if you hid in one spot they would find you dan you're pointing at chris why on that thread i would be going for a staircase a stairwell and then that oh, way yeah. you have but access that's no to multiple doorways multiple exit points to get to different parts of the arena mm-hmm. my problem there is that you have to then battle the stairs what about getting into a box seat and there's couches and everything. There's couches in there. There's very, very nice seats, like where you can see the arena. Because when we went to the Flames game that uh, last March for the backside tour, I uh, I just walked into one of the box seats and nobody had a problem with it. Yeah, that was weird. It like, was really open. Saddle Dome is arguably the biggest shithole I've ever been to, and the way their boxes are set up, like we, I ended up in some bar I wasn't supposed to Same. be in. There's a hallway going through the box seats. If I was paying like thousands of dollars for a box seat, I wouldn't want. Like, I don't want to be around the peasants. The peasants like the peasants. walking right. Yeah, by the me. doors are just open. You could just like like Cam said. I exactly did that. I walked in and I put an Oilers Nation sticker on someone in a did box really? seat. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, our graphic designer Joanne <laughs> ended up meeting Lenny McDonald down one of those dark hallways. She had and, no idea who he was. He, yeah. She was just like, "Oh, I met the uh, the, the the mustache guy." That's my a, favorite, Joanne. Like, if if you've been a Nation fan a long time, you probably have an idea of Joanne. She doesn't know anything about sports, but she is arguably one of the sweetest people that you'll ever meet. And she met Lenny McDonald, took a picture of him, and then she's showing everybody, like, "Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy?" We're like, yeah. Yeah, we know. So she rode the elevator with him, and everyone was taking selfies with him. And she didn't understand why. She must have thought he was important. So then she took one with him. And then he told her, ask your friends. They'll know who I am. Yeah. So that's a pretty pretty badass thing to say. Yeah. Tell your friends. They'll fucking know who I am. Back to what we started. We were talking about shooting our shot here, I think, is what you were getting at, Dan. Yes. So our friend here on Facebook, of course, shooting your shot, brought brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, Chris. Love them. Sherwoodford.ca. Name a better Ford place. You You can't. can't. Mm -mm. You know what I'd like you to do? Give them a call, 587-860-1538, and tell them how much you appreciate them. And tell them, you know what? I've been to some dealerships, and I've been in their facilities. I've used them to do my business. And no facilities have ever been as clean and spotless as the ones at Sherwood Ford, Chris. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes. They also have the Minister of Smiles. Book ahead. See Gus. He's adorable. Just anyway. to log on to their website and talk to one of their uh, online chat person. Tell them to have a nice day. If you do it right now as we speak, Victoria is online ready to help you. She's smiling in her picture. 
Seems super friendly, super helpful. Back to the matter at hand, shooting your shot. So this guy on Facebook took his shot. He wants a PTO for his son. I don't understand why he mentioned his own hockey background, if the case is that his son is the one that is vying for the PTO. However, Dan, you had an idea to wrap this all together. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I appreciate and I admire when people take their chances and they take their shots. So around the table... Is there any stories from us that uh, that we have about shooting our shot, taking that chance, and uh, you know maybe it crashes and burns, maybe it turns out for you? Cam, have you ever shot a shot that you were just like, "We'll see where this goes"? Yeah, actually, I have a a pretty recent story from this summer when I went to Europe. I was in Madrid and I was at a music festival called Mad Cool Music Festival because it was in Madrid, Mad Cool. I like that play. And I, uh, at the hostel I was staying at, I met up with this this 20-year-old kid from Finland named Johannes, who, and I mean, this is more of a Johannes shooting his shot story than a me shooting my shot, shot story, but I was involved in Johannes shooting his shot, so I also ended up shooting my shot. At 5 a.m. after watching MGMT, this kid, like, he, he just, like, loves all this music and um, all, these, all these performers, and he just fucking beelines it backstage, just walks up, and... He, I, I just follow him. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I end up on the stage sitting on MGMT's drum kit and I take a selfie and then their roadies come and they're like, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? And I'm like, oh, I'm just a traveler from Canada. Yes, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just taking a picture. And they're like, okay. That's not a problem at all. I've traveled a lot and it's amazing how much you can get away with when you say you're from Canada. Traveler from Canada, man. It's, it makes you bulletproof. Like I also, so I went back and then behind the backstage, they have this tent area where like all the artists had their their things and I roll into this one this one artist's tent a band I'd never heard of and I just chatting with this guy and he's like we make music and we're we're better than Van Morrison specifically Van Morrison I don't know why or how it came up Van and I'm Morrison like, takes for shrapnel and I'm like I, I I had never seen these guys before I didn't watch them and I'm like yeah man I agree you guys are significantly better than Van Morrison and I'm like do you mind if I take this and it's a two six of Tanqueray and he's like absolutely so I took it and and drank it outside by like a a pool that they had until roughly 7 a.m. I would like to know how these guys are not fans of Brown Eyed Girl, Cam. It's a great song by Van Morrison. Good question. Great song. Chris, have you ever shot your shot where you didn't know how it was going to end up? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't really take a lot of risks in my life. Calculated. That's uh, what they teach you in the Two Hills school system, I've heard. Yeah. Last night, um, so there's a sign in my apartment building uh, there's a garbage chute on every hole, or on every on every floor. There's a garbage there's chute on every hole. There's a gar- what kind of apartment do you live in? Shut up! You live on a golf course. There's a gu- there's a garbage chute on every floor. Chris lives at Professor Wem's Adventure Adventure Golf. And there's a sign that says, "Do not stuff large garbage bags into the chute." Because oh my! Because so let me guess. You, I'm gonna guess where this is going. You put a large garbage bag in the chute. I did, and I was nervous that it would get stuck in the chute because that's what they warn you about. But it didn't. And I Chris, shot my shot. Shooting his shot. Didn't one time you have an expired coupon and you opted to try and use it anyway? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's that too. That's a Chris that's shooting twice. his shot moment. Nice. You guys brought this up. I couldn't think of anything for me personally. Yeah, me I just either. Like, so I, I just kind of own pieces. whatever I do. I don't know. I'm just kind of floating through life, taking shots whenever I see them. Dan, do you have a better story than Chris's garbage can thing? I tell you what, this is a... Uh, I tell you what. Tell you what. I, what I tell you is, what. Uh, this is a pretty sad <laughs> one to have to admit, but hey, I was uh, I was a sad fat kid. Uh, so everybody knows that I moved to Nova Scotia 
Uh, Everybody knows. In junior high, I mentioned I mentioned it a few times. Evan's shaking his head. He had no idea. Spent uh, <laughs> spent 15 years in, in Halifax. Uh, so in my grade 11, after graduating grade 11, um, bragging, uh, I uh, took a job scooping ice cream. How long uh, had you been in Halifax at this point? This was year th- two and a half. Okay, go ahead. Two, two and a half, three. Um, so scooping ice cream, spent the entire summer working my butt off, uh, getting paid minimum wage, and uh, just working to fly back to Edmonton. Why um, were you trying to fly back to Edmonton, Dan? For the Oilers, are I assume? You know what, Bag Milk? I was in love. Uh-oh. I, uh, I was convinced that, that I had found the one. This is cringe-worthy already. And uh, so anyways, I flew back. I'm really upset right now. Go ahead. Took, uh, took the girl out to dinner. Oh, no. Thought uh, thought we could Where'd go to the game. Yeah, uh, good question. This is yeah, very the o- Outback Steakhouse. Oh, did you okay. get a blooming onion? Outback's good. I didn't. I didn't. See, maybe this is where I think. I actually I, go ahead. How much go did on. you tip the waitress? Can't remember. Mm. Probably not a lot. I was pretty poor. Right. Uh, spent the whole the whole summer making this money. Uh, anyway, so I invited her to go to an Oilers game. She was busy both games that I had tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> just red flags <laughs> what was she busy I warned doing? Dan not to tell the story but he insisted so, hey uh, I've got uh, some oil I'm busy <laughs> I didn't even tell you when the game is hey you know? I'm going to be flying back in three months and I've got uh, tickets to a game <laughs> uh, oh sorry no I'm uh, I, I got some laundry to do that night yep go ahead so, uh, so went to the Oilers games whatever nothing happened uh, last night I was here I decided I was going to shoot my shot so I had my uh, childhood friend Dan uh, from down the street, Dan and uh, Dan drove me really? to her house. Yeah, and was her name also Dan? Her name wasn't Dan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the story is named Dan. <laughs> her name was Trish, and uh, yeah, I professed my love to her on the front step, and oh, no. she rejected me. Oh, what did she say? No. Uh, she said she was going to be busy. And <laughs> no, that our lives were going in different routes because I lived in Nova Scotia. True. And uh, and so, yeah, I went to the Tim Hortons by Southgate and cried. Did you really? I did. Do you remember what you cried like into? Like, was it an ice cap? I or, don't, like, some don't specifically remember drinking anything. I just really appreciate Dan for having put up with as much crying as he did. <laughs> Just um, sobbing into a bowl of chili, yeah. and he eats the bowl. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so you flew 4,800 kilometers, according to Google Maps. I did. To, to shoot, shoot your, your shot. shot. <gasps> I did. And it did not go well. It didn't. But you got to enjoy some delicious Tim Hortons. So I think the bright side here is Tim Hortons. Free plug on the Oilers Nation radio <laughs> podcast. Brought to you by Sherwood Ford. Well, Dan, that's a bummer, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really sad now. I'm now I, I, have I, le- I have less energy now that I heard that story. I do have a good shoot-your-shot story, though. There was a happy ending one as well. Yeah. Uh, and it comes to Is my... Is Dan in it? Yeah. yeah. Is Dan your, no. was your... Was Dan your imaginary friend? Yeah, did Dan exist? Named? Dan wasn't an imaginary friend. Dan like friend. a voice inside your head? <laughs> Dan is now a Edmonton police officer. So... Uh, that's what I think shout of him in my mind. Yeah, shout out to Dan. Real quick, um, do your happier one, because I don't yeah, feel like we should one. leave the people on a sad Dan story where you're crying no, for at a sure. Hortons. Yeah, so my happier one actually has to do with Oilers Nation, and uh, Beg Milk, you may remember this. Real quick, though. Uh, I, like, yeah. I, I'm just like, could you imagine like you're going to Tim Hortons, like, man, I'm hungry. I could use a chicken snack wrap or something like that. You go in, and there's just this dude sobbing. Just and, like, two Dan. One time I was driving, um, I was driving like home from West Edmonton Mall, 
because I used to work at the Wind Water Park, and I was driving next to somebody merging onto the white mud, and they were just bawling in their car driving. Could have been looked, Dan. And I'm just like sitting there <laughs> staring at them, and they're just like... It was like, probably me. Yeah, it was Dan after he got rejected, and he was done at the Tim Horton. <laughs> He's driving home, bawling in his car. Was it a red minivan? It was Dan and Dan, and he was driving his red minivan that's named Dan, and everyone's named Dan. Go ahead. Back to you, Dan. You're happier. Yeah. So uh, so I moved back to Edmonton uh, after 15 years out in Halifax. and Probably to get be closer to Trish. Go ahead. Yes, of course. No, Trish has a restraining order now, I'm sure. It's it's long long since done, and I'll probably have a contact from the police after this episode. From Dan, who works um, in the police. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming full circle. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I came back to Edmonton, and within a week, uh, Oilers Nation had a party, and I showed up For at what? that party. Do you remember which party it was? Uh, I believe it was the Conniversary. It was the yep. first Conniversary party. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I told many people that worked at Oilers Nation at the time that were anybody at the bar, basically. I was telling them that I'm going to get a job with Oilers Nation. And uh, cut scene two, a year later, uh, I applied officially for a uh, for a job, had an interview where the nation Chris came down and sweet-talked me for about half an hour before Bag Milk was ready for... Uh, oh, yeah, I Bag forgot Bag Milk that. was playing cool guy. And I was dawdling. down with me. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. finally, Chris took me upstairs, and we had our interview. And about a week later, I got an email that said, no. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not going to be hired. We're going in a different route. And I was devastated for about 10 minutes after I got that email. And then you know what? I said, I'm going to shoot my shot. I sent an email back that said, listen, I'm not an Oilers fan if I don't keep coming back for more after every L you hang up on me. I'm going to jump in here. You said you said you sent an email back. That is incorrect. You sent multiple emails back. That is true. Daily. I kept I kept up with it afterwards. This is the first email though. Okay. And I said uh I said that yeah, I'm not I'm not an Oilers fan if I don't keep coming back after every loss. And so I told them I was gonna keep trying. It should also be stated that before you worked here you just called yourself Nation Dan. I did. It's kinda yeah, like, you started social media that said oh, Nation yeah, Dan. You know that, that you know guy. that rule where it's like don't dress for the job you have. Yep. Dress for the job you want. Don't yep. make a social media account username for the job you have. Make one for the job you want. Exactly. Yeah. So I changed my name to The Nation Dan. And uh, and then I don't remember how it exactly happened, but I ended up starting to work for The Nation unofficially by hosting a couple parties during the playoffs. With uh, Yeah, we were kind of short-staffed or there was a bunch of us at the game or something and we just needed help. Yep. And, and so stepped in. So I stepped in and... So I jumped in my email real quick. So I'm like, I remember emails coming in from Dan. <laughs> Nine emails. Nine yep. emails over the course of one, two, three, probably about four, three, four months. That's bagged milk at Oilers Nation. So if you want a job with Oilers Nation. <laughs> you just keep badgering me until I give you one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shot my shot. And uh, here I am a year later and about to get fired. The thing about the story that I actually <laughs> appreciate and is a good lesson for people is you didn't really take the rejection badly no you didn't go into a tim hortons and cry <laughs> well we don't know that <laughs> for sure confirmed. did you I, no, you I can didn't. admit it now i it's didn't fine. i didn't i would i would admit if i did <laughs> i came to little brick and cried outside <laughs> yes near the yes. fire pits so what dan is saying is stock your uh, preferred employer of choice until they <laughs> hire you you're either going to get arrested or you're going to get a job that brings me to kind of an interesting topic we're all sitting around different backgrounds different stories different ages so I'm curious about your nation origin stories, how you found it, when you first kind of discovered it, um, 
the whole process of how you started from where you were to where we're at now around this table. So before we get to that, of course, this segment, Nation Origin Stories, brought to you by Gus. Gus. Brought to you by Gus specifically at Sherwood Ford. If you go to Sherwood Ford and you ask for Gus, he may not be there because he's got shit to do. It's true. He ain't got time just for drop-in visits. You have to book an appointment. However, if you do see Gus, www.sherwoodford.ca, book an appointment. He'll make you smile just like he made Chris smile. And when you see the video that we retweeted at Oilers Nation radio podcast on Twitter, you'll smile too. Chris, let's start with you because you are the first person I ever hired at Oilers Nation. You were the the first person that I brought into the organization that wasn't a total failure like many of my other hires. Huge (laughs) mistake. Huge mistake. Chris, how did this start for you? How did you end up around this table? Um, Everyone... I feel like I have a I have a very standard story, but it's different from everyone else because it seems like everyone has like a networking story where they knew a guy who knew a guy or they traveled across Canada or something like that. But I literally I took my four years at uh, McEwen University, University, um, and I was uh, it was like <laughs> February or March of that my grad year, and I was just looking for a full time adult job. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're looking for an adult job, then this is the one for you. Did Go you ahead. Did you ever nail that? So I was just browsing the interwebs, and I rolled upon a uh, marketing intern position on the McEwen job board. And uh, it was Begged Milk. Begged Milk me. was writing to me. It was a sign. Did it say on the application, no, please uh, send a resume and cover letter and CV to Begged Milk? No, no, no. It's- no. I think it was just kind of like a generic email address that gets forwarded to me if I remember correctly. Anyway, go ahead. Um, it was your personal email. Was it? Yeah, Sweet. I remember. Because I don't think I've ever told you this, but like I, for like two weeks during the interview process, I was like, I know this guy. Like I, I've seen this name before. It wasn't Bagged Milk, but... Like my real name? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It's Wait, your real name isn't Bagged Milk? <laughs> well, it is now. But anyway, go ahead, Chris. Anyways, yeah. So that it just stuck with me. That's why I know it was your personal email. But anyways... I uh, I applied like a normal person would. I got a, an interview, and then I got a second interview, and then I got the job. If I Just remember like, correctly, we made fun of you for coming dressed in like a suit or something. <laughs> yeah, nerd, <laughs> nerd. It was business casual. It was just a uh, it was just a button up and uh, some dress pants. Chris's first week on the job was capped off with the Connor McDavid draft party. It was the Connor McDavid draft week. It was like the best week of my. Uh, career here we got chris so wasted at that first party it was ridiculous so that that was the mcdavid draft party right mcdavid draft party was chris's like that was the friday for his first week at work so what you're saying is literally anybody could have applied for that job and you guys were in just a state of euphoria and you probably would have hired them no 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 i'm trying to remember like like, honestly how many people we interviewed two three hundred probably six thousand people applied yeah only six thousand i thought it'd be over (laughs) nine thousand we actually hired two interns that day and one of them i'm not gonna say her name she was very nice. Actually, Chris knew her from school. I do know her. Kind of, you know, a fun little coincidence. But she quit before day one, Dan. She got the job, and at like seven in the morning on day one, she emailed me. She's like, you know what? Not for me. Not so for me. So funny. We were, it was, uh, I went to school with her. We were in convocation. We were backstage before we went up on stage. <laughs> and we, this is the first time seeing each other in like a few weeks since school ended. And we're like, oh, how's it going? Like, how's the job search going? Oh, I got a cool job. Like, oh, I did too. Cool. What? Where is it? Oilers Nation. What? Me too. It was really cool. And that's when she quit. 
it's probably yeah like before day one she quit like 7 a.m sorry not for me got something else i can't compete with chris all right what she was saying probably but yeah i just remember that sorry that first week just wild not only was it the conor mcdavid draft party but it was also like that was the week someone changed connor's road to put connor mcdavid road yeah yeah yeah. yep so we went out and like hung out with that sign took some pictures and then like that was the week the kokanee um, promo girls were coming around yeah real quick so the kokanee promo girls showed up they were like having some anniversary kokanee gold something like that something like that and we made Chris put on one of the girls' like jumpsuits. Yeah. It was like a snowsuit for a girl. And Chris is obviously larger than what a five foot two girl is. And he put this on and he's like kind of bursting out of it. And we made him like shotgun beers. <laughs> and it just, he drenched this girl's suit. Like, I was drenched just like, we, they were just pouring beers on me. And then he like time. goes back inside a little brick to change. And then he's like, here's your suit back. Sorry and about all the beer. Drenched. On yeah. Anyway. Crazy Fast forward three years, Chris, you're still here. Yeah. Still an intern. St- the name is still there, but I'd like he's to still think an intern. more than an still intern. Still doesn't get paid. He's uh, more than an intern. He's more than a lover to me. Cam, how the hell did you get here? That is a really good question. I was, um, there's a, there was a lot of hoops before I ended up here. I was, um, so this would have been like in 2014, like early school year 2014. So I was working at the gateway that, the student newspaper at the U of A was a sports editor. And one of my coworkers got this email from, um, from it was Jay. The Squire. The Squire, yeah. Hear him weekly on the Real Life Podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. And they were like, we're looking for someone to uh, be the uh, network editor of all of our sites. And this person was like, well, I don't do like any sports at all. And they forwarded it off to me. And they were like, are you interested in this? So I just replied to Jay. And I was like, hey, I'm the sports editor here. Like, I'd love to like meet up and do this. So we met up and he's interviewing me for this like editor in chief of all the sites jobs. That's like way above my head. And I'm like, okay, well no, but at the time I believe it went to Tom Durant. It did. It went to Durant. Who now is the PR director for the Florida Panthers. Yes. And it was lucky for me because that week in the newspaper, I had, uh, I had interviewed Theo Fleury about the book that he had released and I brought a copy of it with me and I showed it to Jay and he was like, Oh, this is good. And then I didn't hear from him for like three months. And then, um, the website cap geek shut down and um uh he just randomly messaged me and i was coming back from a vacation in florida and i got an email from this guy for the first time in like three months and he was like hey do you want to run our salary cap site nhl numbers and i was like yeah <laughs> so he offered me that just like totally out of the blue so i did that for what like two and a half years and then finally you just reached out to me ironically again when i was in florida on a vacation you're like come into the office um when you get back and then you guys had me um at the at the what was the place called downtown the uh the coffee oh, yeah. shop what was that place called uh Remember? well the the coffee shop was red star but like what was that place that we were i honestly can't homestead. homestead 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 yeah. it's right above like um where the, where needle, the needle used to be. to be yeah yeah so they brought me in there and they were like come work full-time and i was like absolutely because i was i had finished, just finished my degree and i was fun employed so i was like absolutely bring me in and now i am here i'd also come in like to the little brick a few times like, yeah a couple up, of times you just kind of hung out. I showed up and I did a little I, salary capping. And I, uh, yeah, we did. We did, I came for the trade deadline multiple times. Yeah, and then now you're here. And now I'm here. All of you are here. My story, real fast, is uh, if you haven't heard it before, I found Oilers Nation because I was listening to Gregor's radio show. This is probably 2000, late 2008. I found it. I was listening to Gregor's radio show. He mentioned Oilers Nation that he was thinking about starting to write at this website. I checked it out. 
Wanye used to do a lot of articles back in those days, and he used to do MS Paint on people's faces. It was very Perez Hilton is what it reminded me of, and I liked it. I just thought it was a different way of communicating sports news for you know, different subset of fans. It wasn't Terry Jones talking about whatever. It wasn't Jim Matheson with his short shifts or whatever he does. It was a completely different way of covering the Oilers, and I kind of got hooked. So from there, I wish I could remember what my original name was on the site. It was something like Oiler Guy, something like that. Oiler Dude. <laughs> so it was honestly something like that. I wish I could remember what it was. It actually inspired me to start blogging. So I started a website, started blogging, reached out to Wanye, loved the site. I was an active commenter. He's like, you know what? Why don't you do a weekly thing for us? So I started doing weekly feature called The Righteous Sack Beating, Dan, where I would just write a thousand words about whatever bothered me, whatever annoyed me. And people kind of were into it. And then it stopped for a while. Still a fan, still read it. And then one day Wanye reaches out to me and he's like, you know what? I think you should run our social media. And that was the lockout year. Whatever like 506? The buck. No, 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 the no. other lockout year. Yeah, the one after that. Right. So I started running the social media at a time when there was nothing going on. Uh, at the time, Mother's Nation on Twitter had about 5,000 followers, which I'm really proud of now that we're at 50. And uh, it just kind of progressed from there. Uh, it was kind of, in a sense, a little bit like Dan, where I just kind of grinded, just kept going, just kept... Anytime they asked me to do something, I would always say yes. Uh, do you want to come help at a party? I would say yes. Do you want to come do this? Yes. Do you want to help us with other businesses we're working on? Yes. And then eventually, Wanya invited me to a game, a hockey game. It was the Bruins were in town. The Bruins were in town, and I actually remember the game. Luke Gazdick fought Milan Lucic, Dan, if you can believe it. Wow. Place went really? bananas. And it was that day. There was a couple things. That day they offered me a job, but they said not now. <laughs> They're like, you can have a job here in like three months. So I was like, okay, sweet. So I went in and completely mailed it in in my old finance job. And that was about five years ago, Dan. Nice. Here I am. Did Gazdick win the fight? It was pretty close. I'd have to check hockeyfights.com to see kind of how it was. It, I know the game was in December. It was right before Christmas. It was a great fight. Uh, I'd be curious to know who won that one. Hockeyfights.com will have that This up story there. sounds like the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. You know, when he's carrying around those computers and he's trying to sell them, and then he runs into that really rich guy and he solves the Rubik's Cube. But instead for you, you, you don't solve the Rubik's Cube. You just produce the content. That's yeah. got to be like top 10 favorite movies for me. Is it really? I've only on seen it list. twice. And it's been a long time since I've seen it. What's Watch your, your favorite part of it? What do you like most about it? Is that the one where he sleeps in the bathroom in like the, tr the subway station yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Well, it's a, good, it's a nice feel-good movie. My favorite part is probably near the end when he, uh, he makes, he gets the job. When he gets that like internship thing? Well, at, when he, got, like, he hit his goals and he got promoted or something. I can't remember. Well, I, hold on. I never saw this movie. Spoiler alert. You've never? Really? My favorite part of Pursuit, Pursuit of Happiness, Happiness is when he released an album with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness is the um, is the uh, is what happens after the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So everyone leaves the house. It's just you know Will Stein there. Everyone's seeing the image. It's, everyone's gone, sad, empty house. And then he becomes homeless. He has a kid. He learns how to solve the Rubik's cube, and then he becomes a multimillionaire for doing yeah. finance. Daniel and then he released Miami really like with so DJ Jazzy Jeff. Go ahead, Chris. So Go ahead, Dan. Just to come back to uh, the Luke Gazdick Milan Lucic fight from December the twelfth. I believe this is the one you're talking Probably, about. Probably, yeah. Uh, the voting on HockeyFights.com from 1,300 votes is 42% for Luke Gazdick, 42% for Milan Lucic, 
15% draw. So we'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw. All I remember is the old barn was firing that night, Dan. We will post it on the social for people to see. Sweet. There you go. Real quick origin stories for the four boys at the table. And, of course, to my left is Evan. He's sitting there, probably not paying attention. He's got he his just, hands in his pants he again. He just got here because Cam found him. I don't know how Cam found him, but he found him. And here he is. And now he's staring at me. And he's just like, yes, that's true. That's I, found him on the, I found him on the street. He was uh, just laying on the, on the middle of the road with his, his hands in his pants. And he was crying. And he looked cold. So I just grabbed the blanket and I put it over him. And I said, uh, you're my son now. And you can, uh, you can come to Little Brick at the end of the summer. Follow me. You get one free coffee. Coom does that to one person a year. One I get, I lucky. One Coom's Make-A-Wish Foundation. I find one one child on the street, and I bring them in, and the end, get them a job. Tyler, Tyler Uremchuk was yep. our fine last Tyler, Tyler was one of them, too. He was um, scared and lonely um, in the uh, floating along the uh, bask in the sask, and we found him on a raft. You know what? If you're listening to this right now, do me a favor. Do me a personal favor. On Twitter, tweet at Tyler Uremchuk, at Tyler Uremchuk. He's the kid on the radio that doesn't know who Jim Brown is. Just tweet him positive messages. Tell him to follow his dreams. He loves the positivity. Yeah, that's what keeps him going. He's one of those kids that says, I don't like waking up in the morning, and he needs to see an inspirational poster. Like, you'll never know unless you try. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Go out there and do your best. Shoot your shot kind of thing. He believes in the power of positivity. Give him all those quotes. If you tweet tweet at him, then he'll it'll it'll make a big difference for a for a, a, a struggling child. Do all of us a favor. Tweet at Tyler Uremchuk. Tweet him your best positive message. He needs them. Up next, we want to get back to some Oilers talk here. Of course, this last segment brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the only Ford dealer you ever need to know, Dan. Yep. The only Ford dealer where you should ever buy a Ford, or the only car dealership where you should ever shop in general, Chris. Sherwood Ford, the best car shopping place in Edmonton. Why buy a car anywhere else? I think that's a different (laughs) jingle. We have to cut that out now, probably. No, we don't. No, I just made it up on my own. I mean, the people at Sherwood Ford could sell mattresses. I don't know if they do. (laughs) But if you ask them, they'll probably direct you to a place where you could buy a fine mattress, if not at Sherwood Ford itself. Sherwood Mattresses? Sherwood Mattress Ford (laughs) is a offshoot. Sherwood Ford Park Mattress Car. Sure liquor. Back to the Oilers, boys. We got some news last night that PTO signing Scotty Upshaw hurt his knee. According to Mark Spector, he failed his medical exam with a bum knee, Chris. Um, someone just tweeted, I'm trying to find out, but uh, McClellan or Chirelli. Chirelli just did an interview and he said, Upshaw is expected to skate next week. But, so he's going to miss about a week, roughly. Yeah. Still, I don't know. It's funny just because it's a, such an Oilers thing to happen. But I think Upshaw was expected to make the team. I don't know if he, like with Chase on coming in, I don't know if... Uh, and this injury? I don't, I don't know, know if expected to make the team was I honestly I don't know. I, to be I, honest, yeah. I thought I that expecting him to. looking at the Oilers' depth chart on both right and left wing, where Scotty Upshaw can kind of be a switch hitter in that sense, I felt like there was a spot for him to, if not win outright, but at least compete to be you know a 13th forward or something. Cam, what do you think? That seems It seems inevitable that he's going to be playing on a fourth line with uh, Kyle Brodziak and Zach Kazian to start the season. It seemed like a fit. Who knows? So basically, long story short, Mark Spector tweeted out last night that he failed his physical. I reached out to somebody that I know that is close to Scotty Upshaw. And Scotty Upshaw was a little bit surprised by this news because he feels great. Uh, obviously, he said he's 
there, there's obviously a knee issue if he failed his medical, but he says he feels great. Uh, he said it was a little bit strange dealing with the Canadian press in that a throwaway comment that he was just kind of having a chat turned into a thing. It's like he woke, it's like he, he, to a media member, he was like, oh man, I woke up with a bit of a sore knee this morning. And they were like, well, <laughs> going to make something up. Welcome to Edmonton. So I'm not, we're not saying that Spectre made it up because I don't think he's not that kind of guy. But um, it is interesting to hear from one side that, he, that the player feels great, but on the other side that he failed his medical and that this could ruin his chance at a PTO. I don't know what the real story is, as I wrote it last night in the article. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Chris, do you think this injury affects Scotty Upshaw's chance of making the Oilers? Um, this injury will determine uh, whether or not he was expected to make the team from the very beginning. Because if he comes and only gets... Like, if he misses half of training camp, uh, plays mediocre because he came in late, makes the team, then he, it was going to happen no matter what. Dan, I'll give you the last word on Scotty Upshaw. What do you think about this? Um, I think that uh, we spoke to it earlier that Alex Chason, I think, is a better option than Scotty Upshaw. So I think that this all but kills his chances. I, I want to see him catch on somewhere, and I think that's, that's what this will do for him. But uh, I just don't think he's going to be in a way there. Moving ahead, there was a massive trade in the Pacific Division yesterday. Massive trade. I never heard of it. What? What happened? As you all know, except for Dan, who's probably still thinking about Dan and Trish, Eric Carlson got traded to the San Jose Sharks. What? As Cam mentioned earlier, he runs NHL numbers. What do you make of the return that Ottawa got, Cam? What do you think about San Jose trading for Carlson? Just a quick wrap-up on this trade from a NHL numbers perspective. Ottawa got absolutely spanked in this trade. Unbelievable. Absolutely spanked. But they got six assets. They, yeah, they got they got six. They they traded a one hundred dollar bill for like six different five dollar bills. Um, the two San Jose, according to Corey Pronman's top one hundred prospect list, I think Corey Pronman's probably one of, if not the best, like prospect evaluators out there. Graham's coming to the door. Graham, Nation Overlord, coming in mid-podcast, right in the middle of Cam's rap. Right, while well, I was trying to explain that. The Sharks have two guys in Promen's top 100. Neither of those two were involved in this trade, so they still have their top two prospects. Uh, Dylan DeMelo, one of the guys they got, it's like a number seven D-man, Chris Tierney, like a Ryan Strom caliber type player, and then two draft picks for Eric Carlson. And the Sharks with Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton coming off the books this year, Brendan Dillon, Justin Braun coming off the books the following year easily have enough money to sign Eric Carlson at something like 9, 10, 11 per and keep him around long term. This is a this is damn good for the Sharks. They now have like a like a stupidly good blue line. Doug Wilson did say yesterday, GM of the Sharks, Chris, that Eric Carlson is a long term plan for them. This isn't a one and done. So like Cam just said, there's obviously going to be some moving pieces that go out or come off the books. But it seems like Carlson's going to be in our division, which sucks. The thing that blew me away is when the when the news first broke ironically or uh, coincidentally you guys were doing a uh, nation donair review which you can watch on the site today and i was the the lone man back at the office so i'm just following along on twitter and when darren drager said that it seemed like he was going to san jose i pull up their roster and all i could think of was okay maybe a guy like hurdles going back the other way maybe something like yes they did get two quote-unquote roster players in that trade but they didn't get a high end player, which I thought I find to be surprising, Dan. Not even a not even a blue chip prospect, not even a guy where you're like, Okay, they can build around this guy. You did the equivalent yesterday on Twitter of what it would might look like if the Oilers had traded that kind of package. 
to San Jose. I mean, some people, it kind of came out a little bit that the Oilers were on his no-trade list, yeah. which didn't even make it possible. But that doesn't matter for the purpose of this conversation. Dan, what did you kind of come up with that would have been a comparable package from the Oilers? Yeah, so Bruce Arthur did a tweet where he was talking about how, um, according to the some rankings around the internet, uh, they got they got a 3-4 a prospect from the 17th-ranked farm system in the league, a 24-year-old winger with 104 points in 284 games, and a 25-year-old D who has played 133 games. So I did some comparisons there. I don't know exactly how our how our prospect uh, pool ranks, but I don't think it's very high. Middle of the pack, I think. Yeah. Um, so I put in, I said, a trade of Tyler Benson, Caleb Jones, Ryan Strom, and Matt Benning, plus a 2018 or 19 second and a 2020 first with two conditional picks. I would yeah, make that comparable. trade happily. Absolutely. Would you make that trade? Pick. Absolutely. I would make that trade even if Carlson didn't resign. I mean, yeah, like that's... It sucks, right? Because that's like a trade that you look at it. The what, you know, obviously Dan's trade idea is exact science. But if that's the kind of package yeah. it would have taken to get Carlson, they're like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. I know he was on the no trade list, but come Talk on. Talk him man. into it. Show him that DVD you showed Danny Heatley. I'm sure they've upgraded it. Add some extra seats. I'm sure it's a Blu-ray now. The Talus balls are probably in there now. New arena, maybe like a flyby outside. Chris, what do you think of all this? Um. It sucks to be a Pacific Division team that's not the San Jose Sharks right now. It really sucks. And it's funny, too, because I think a lot of people, there was a lot of talk that he was going to Vegas all offseason. Yeah, so that seemed inevitable. It was either Vegas or Tampa. That was the toss-up. And I think, personally, I would have preferred that. Yeah, because you love Vegas. No, not even the the Vegas thing. You love Vegas. I just didn't want want San Jose to get as good as they are now. And that's the scary part. At At least if he went to Vegas, he's not really operating with a huge defense there. So... Yeah, it's it sucks. Okay. Pacific Division just got a lot stronger. Oilers, not so much. Every Even, Pacific Division team got yeah. better. It's you, really frustrating. San Jose was one of the teams that we could have outplayed too. This even season. even Chirelli thought this is like bad. Like there's a quote right now flying around Twitter, and Chirelli says, "quote I won't lie. When he came to our division, there was an exp- a swear word coming out of my mouth. He'd be nice to have here, but we." We weren't on his list. It was a non-starter, which is kind of funny because everybody on Twitter yesterday was spazzing out and they were like, oh, why is everyone freaking out about this trade? doesn't matter to the Oilers at all. Yeah, One, nobody was really that mad about it. And two, it does clearly matter to the team because the Pacific Division got stronger and it's now, I would argue, the Pacific's the best division in the league. It's, it's so weird. To your point of people on Twitter being mad, I, I had a lot of people in my mentions accusing me of being mad. I was just making jokes. I was making dumb jokes about it. I was like, oh, wow. Man, they are... Popping at uh, Evan, could you shut the door for us, please? They are popping at Little Brick is on the door a Friday. Open right now? Yeah, the door creeped open. Evan is going to go over there. The, the, the thing that was weird to me is how many people can't tell the difference between what I thought was clearly a joke about all of this compared to really complaining about it. Obviously, I'm complaining about it because you don't want a forest, former Norris Trophy winner coming into your division on yeah, a team I, that's I, not yours. I feel yours. like this is like a valid thing to complain about. Like Oilers fans, you get you get some crap for being a bit negative. Okay, fine, sure, whatever. But how how could I not be like, oh damn! Like one of the teams we're competing with to make the playoffs got significantly better. Like what was that like? Is that really like an egregious thing to say? Is that 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 is that pushing it too far? Yeah, well, I what's love even the, the point? Of t- I want them to be better. What's even the point in talking about hockey if there's going to be so many boundaries on what we can speak about? The and old, if it's not, and if you're not saying go Oilers go, you're like what? What is that even a conversation? Or are we just sitting there like clapping? That's, yeah. not, that's, not, that's not discussion. Do you know what, Cam? Sometimes all I want to do is I want to have a conversation with my brother around the breakfast table. 
where we just agree with each other's takes and we all pat each other on the back and we have a good day. Wouldn't it be cool if even maybe your sister could jump in and talk too, even though, you the know. The three of us just yeah. kind of having some breakfast, talking to others, agreeing with each other, patting each other on the back. Oh. Everybody goes to the left. The only okay thing that's tolerable about this whole situation is that while Carlson will shut down the top line of every other team in the Pacific, McDavid being matched up to Carlson probably won't affect him half as much. He'll be matched up against Vlasic. Well, what's interesting or is... Burns. There are two, or Burns. Yeah. I know, but McDavid can <laughs> handle you, it. He'll like still plot 30, a goal 50% game. of the time, so. you're either facing Eric Carlson or Brent Burns. And it's just... It's like, what do you There'll do be no that? point when one of Burns, Carlson, and Vlasic isn't on the ice next year for the Sharks. That's shocking. It's insane. That is ridiculous. It's so fucking good. Cam, real quick, who's got a better defensive core? San Jose now? Or the okay. Predators, who oh. also have a very good defensive core? <laughs> I think it's got to be San Jose. Like, uh, Nashville's got a great decor, but man, oh man, like I, like, like I said, like, I, don't think, I don't know if there's a better shutdown D in the league right now than Vlasic. I think then Carlson and Burns are the best two offensive D in the league. It's like, I don't know how you get better than that. With all this in mind, boys, I feel like we need to bring it back to the positive. Chris, I'm going to start with you. What if positive? you're still drinking the Oilers Kool-Aid right now, ahead of the new season, we are prime Kool-Aid territory right now. Aside from Connor McDavid, which is obvious, what are you feeling good about this season? What do I feel good about this season? Um, it's cold outside. Yeah, winter's starting. Good temp. You can start wearing jackets. Great nap temperature right now. Um, I'm going to go with, and I'm probably stealing yours. This is like a pretty common thing, and I hate going back to Nuge, but it's Nuge. Nuge How can you not be excited about Nuge? I know. Just the fact that, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say Mick Nuge. Um, they found their chemistry. They're finally paired together at the end of last year. Uh, we will see them begin the season together this year with uh, the answer, Ty Ratty. And uh, we'll hopefully be able to get a very long stretch of them playing together and uh, have some offense for once. It's going to be interesting to see how long Todd McClellan actually keeps them together. He is a notorious McBlender kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I hope McNuge are stapled together for a long time. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens. Dan, what are you feeling positive about at this point in the season? I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Tell you Two, what? Things. what? Two things. Propane, propane accessories. The first thing, Jujar Care. I'm, I'm over the moon with Jujar Care. He, uh, he creates some great content over for us over at uh, HockeyFights.com. Hammers up. And, uh, and he's just, I think the, the needle is pointed way up for this guy. Second thing. And I, I just did my uh, quarter season seat uh, draft, and it hit me, is I'm just excited to be around Oiler fans again. Not just on Twitter, because we all interact with Oiler fans on you Twitter, is just to, be, just to be in the crowd and, and cheering on the boys. Sitting quietly watching them, yes. <laughs> being told not to cheer too loudly. Cheering for that new goal song that they're surely going to have, and uh, yeah, just enjoying it. Cam, you tend to look at things on, as, on an objective level. Are you excited about anything with the Oilers right now? Um, I'm excited because I think they're coming into the year with like a lot of motivation. And I think a lot of things that went wrong last year won't go wrong again this year. Like I don't think there's any guarantees that they're going to be really good. But I do think that I think Connor McDavid this year is going to like push it to a new level. I think that like he's saying he wants to score more goals. And I think what he's realizing is that the supporting cast around him isn't very good. And he's going to take matters into his own hands. And we might see like a... I think he's kind of at that age now, like uh, 22, where players really have their best offensive season. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him put up like 125 points, and it would be, it's going to be crazy. That would be so sexy. For me, boys, 
I think that what I'm positive about right now, uh, if uh, we're not talking Connor, which of course we're always positive about Connor. Chris talked about Nuge. Love his hair. Looks great. Neck as thick as a tree, Dan. But what I'm positive about is I was talking to uh, Jason Greger on the phone the other day, and he told me that Oscar Clefbaum is in town, he's healthy, and he's in great shape. In the best shape of his life? I mean, that's every year every guy's in the best shape of their life. But if the Oilers can get a healthy Clefbaum back again like they did two years ago, that is a massive improvement to the team. And I'm hopeful that he is healthy, his shoulder is good, and that we see 2016-17 Clefbaum more so than what we got last year when he was a little banged up. Did Jason Greger tell you how many abs Clefbaum had? Twelve. Wow. He's doubled his pack. Amazing. Twelve That's pack. At Jason Gregor on Twitter. Another thing I want to touch on quickly before we go here is Tyler Sagan signed a new deal yesterday. Massive deal. Eight years, 9.85 per and that made me think of, of course, the Taylor versus Tyler draft, 2010. Now these guys are starting to come into their big contract territory. Sagan signed a big one. Uh, Cam, you had his stats up yesterday. He's never really been a massive point producer, but he did get some big smoke like he is. What do you think that means for Taylor Hall, who's going to be looking for a new deal shortly as well? Taylor Hall's signed for this season and next at 6 mil. That was that uh, post-entry-level entry extension. The Bargain contract. On. Great contract. Phenomenal contract. Uh, I I would I would imagine this puts Hall in the conversation uh, when he becomes a free agent to sign a deal over ten north of ten million, for sure for sure. What's gonna be interesting is how quickly we get into McDavid money territory. Is it gonna be this year? Yeah. Because of what Tavares signed for eleven. Tavares signed for eleven. Carlson's a free agent this year. It'd be shocking if he got less than ten. Matthews is gonna be an RFA next year. It'd be yep. interesting to see Austin what he Matthews got because Jack uh, Eichel just got ten. Yes, yeah, so we're we're gonna we're already creeping up there with some massive dollars. This makes me excited. Five years from now, when the salary cap cap increases so much, McDavid's contract's gonna look like a steal. That's that that's the good thing about that contract is people were, for some reason, complaining about twelve point five. Which I mean, even at the time, it's a bargain right now. But man, oh man, there's gonna be a point in time where there's guys that are scoring like sixty six points on average that are making five hundred k less than McDavid is annually, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's gonna be uh, unbelievable. Uh, Dan, you are showing me something here. You got Shaq, a Shaq GIF up there. What are you talking about? We have some questions as well. Just, to, just to remind you, the Twitter questions are in. Let's get to them. Yeah. Twitter so. questions. We don't have a name for the segment yet. If you got a good name, I'm just going to call it for now. Ask Chris. <laughs> All right. Discussion so Chris, zone. Discussion zone. The question coming in from our sponsors at Sherwood Ford is, do they need to send Gus to help with the Darnell nurse negotiations? Listen. Gus could do anything. If you get Gus on a plane right now, he will be in Toronto at the time of this recording. It is quarter to one on a Friday afternoon. If you get Gus on a plane right now, he'll be in Toronto by six. Darnell's back on a plane to Edmonton by six thirty. Chris, could you, you imagine agree? if Shirley sent Gus to Toronto and Darnell Nurse opens up his front door and Gus is sitting there with like a note attached to his collar, just saying like, "Please sign," spelt P L S. S-I-G-N, sign. And uh, Don was like, all right, you got me. With a big smile on his face. It'd work for me. Of course it would. Uh, so to answer Shirt Forward's question, yes, I think Gus can help and will help with negotiations. I also think Gus can help with the power play. What do you think about that, Dan? Uh, yeah. I mean, a happy power play is a good power play. We probably could assign Gus to a backup goaltender position for half the price of Koskinen, and he would have uh, performed just as well. Bold. That is a hot take right mm -hmm. there. Dan, what's next? 
A question coming in from Eric J. Friesen. He asks, does the Darnell Nurse situation increase the chances that Evan Bouchard will be with the Oilers past the nine-game mark? Yes, and it sucks. Yes. I, think, I think we all know that Bouchard's going to play like 40 games with Tim. Yeah. Again, going back to Jason Greger real quick. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. Uh, he said that Ethan Bear is in fantastic shape this year. So what I'm hopeful for is if there is that right spot open, which it is, that it would be a guy like Bear who gets the first look and Bouchard gets sent back to junior. Yes, he's too good for junior right now. Unfortunately, he's got two options, NHL or junior. And I just would love to see them slow play him. Send him back to junior. Chris, sorry for cutting you off. What are you going to say? That's okay. I, yes, he will obviously probably play past his nine game mark, uh, but I'm going to hold out by saying that that move is going to suck until we see him play those nine games because I have a little inkling in me that thinks that Bouchard may surprise us. You guys saw him at, you were at the uh, rookie game the other day. Yeah, that how game. Did he, how did he look in that game? Honestly, that game was kind of a write-off. Like, he didn't come out noticeable, but, I mean, how can you when the shots were 58 to I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on radio. I said it in an article. Do what you have to do to get back with the Golden Bears because trouncing Nate McEwen 9-1. to one, It's bullying. Nobody's having a good time. No, it was bad. Cam, you were there. What do you think? Uh, it was sad. It was mean. It was, uh, it was bullying. They just like pummeled the ever-loving piss out of the college boys. And it was impossible to tell like who on the Oilers was good. Like Nobody looked like they were trying that hard. And everyone's kind of just like, uh, I don't know, this is, this is like a gong show. This is a scrimmage. They were essentially in run-the-clock territory, which is like, again, get back with the Golden Bears. Dan, go ahead. What about if the – I know that they would have to figure out logistics with the league, but what about if the Oilers rookies played the Oil Kings? They would destroy them. Yeah. Would it be worse than Absolutely. the because Golden Bears? Because you'd be Bears? playing like a – at this time of year, the Oil Kings roster isn't even like totally figured out. They'd be playing like 16 and 17-year-old. like, Yeah, that would be... I think it would be on par with what it was like with Nate and Grant Mack. Okay. Because Nate and Grant Mack are a team exclusively of guys that played in like the AJHL. So I guess you could assume maybe the Oil Kings are better. But g- given that they're like 16 and 17-year-olds in the team, I think they would get like spanked pretty hard by some of those like 24-year-olds the Oilers have out there. Again, Golden Bears, back at Claire Drake... Make it a That's thing. That's the solution right there. Make it a thing. Chris was posting some pictures on social media from the game. They sat everybody on one side of the arena. The other <laughs> side was completely empty. What Everything are we doing? Wrestling. Everything well, is wrestling. I, what are we doing? I get it because if there was, what, 2,000 people? If uh, Say let's say there are 2,000 people there. Generous. If those 2,000 people were spread out amongst the entire lower bowl, it probably would have looked even worse. It would have looked like one of the Ivan Holinka games. Yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> I don't know. You just can't you can't win with those. I think they should have had it at the community rank. Probably would have been better, just smaller. Pa- pack it Probably a better atmosphere cuz like exactly. Rogers place is huge. And when it's empty, that's a cavernous room to be in. And that's what makes that game so special cuz when they played it at the Claire Drake, the Claire Drake is bumping. an awesome rink and it's always bumping. Cuz right at the intimate. beginning of the school year too, it was like I think it's usually on like the first weekend and you just go and get lit up. Exactly. So vibe is good. A lot of students in the mix. Excitement. Mm -hmm. Back to Claire Drake. Back against the U of A. Any other questions, Dan? Uh, Just one more from Gerg Talks. Oh, Gerg. Gregory. Uh, Can someone's punishment be that for every game below 500, they have to take a shot of Everclear? (laughs) Make some content. Does this guy want to kill us? Or listen, let me tell you a story about Greg. We have many nation events over the years where Greg has been there, and he is the drunkest man alive. At many of them. 
So for him to suggest that we're drinking Everclear as a punishment, come on, Greg. Why doesn't Greg, Greg, should... Greg, yeah, yeah. Greg drink the Everclear? I, uh, I I have to go out on a record and admit that I don't know what Everclear is. I just thought it was that pure band poison. that made Liquor at like 90% alcohol. Okay. I think it's more than 90%. It's just like, it's so shocking. It's moonshine. It's essentially moonshine. You might as well just go outside, grab a hose, suck gas out of your oh. own vehicle. Okay, fair enough. I thought we were talking about you the just band get, that get did a bunch AM of alcohol radio. and inject it with a needle into your veins. Yeah, just hook it right in there. Hook, hook it right my, in. Hook it right into my veins. And, uh, you know. I was saying hook it right into my veins when Evan was making eye contact with me. Evan's making some hard eye contact. What? Hard eye contact. He's showing us his phone. It just says 95%. Oh, it's 95%. Okay, I see what you're talking about now. I, was, I, did, I didn't make the 95%. 95%. Wow. That is a That's paint long walk. Down a short path to a blackout. That is what that is. Death. Boys, episode three is in the books. I want to close by talking about something very near and dear to my heart. Something that's exciting for all four of us on October 6th, 11 a.m. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Everclear. We are throwing a season opening brunch party at the Pine Downtown. 11 o'clock game because a certain hockey team is playing against another hockey team in Sweden. And we are throwing a party to celebrate it. It is at 11 a.m. We're going to get real drunk early in the morning. Start off your Thanksgiving long weekend right, Chris. Yeah, I have a uh, Thanksgiving dinner. This is with friends, not with family. Family's on Sunday. But it's confirmed friends. for Saturday evening. So I'll be showing up very sloshed. Chris is going to show up buckled to Thanksgiving. Man, that's a good dinner, though. You show up know, just buckled good. to Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody has to play catch-up. They're going to be mad. Yes, it'll be good. I've been drinking since 11 a.m. You know what? Here's another bet. I bet Chris misses dinner. Yeah. See you at dinner. I bet you miss dinner. Challenge accepted. Because we're going to be having a donair that night, I think. Yeah, there's going to want to be a part of that. That afternoon. afternoon. An emergency donair review. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be full of donair, full of liquor. That's okay. I can going to a and turkey full of brunch. I'm going to read some brunch. quick points on the uh, season opener party, just so you guys are convinced you need to buy your tickets. October 6th at Pint Downtown, 10 a.m. Dan won't be there. Dan so will be in Sweden. Again, we'll have more on that. Great reason gonna... to come to the party. <laughs> Tickets. If you don't like Dan, this is the party for you. Trish? <laughs> Trish, you're Trish coming. is going to be there. Special <laughs> guest, courtesy of the boys at the table. Trish. Uh, Tickets are $25 with, portion, with a portion of the proceeds going to Kidsport Edmonton. Net proceeds going to Kidsport Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun. Uh, swag bags for everyone. Wait, what, what's fun? That was just on. Is the, the band oh, Fun Plane? That was did just you on see the promo. The image. graphic that Chris made. That was really day? good. Yeah. Oh man, I I died laughing. There's like six different fonts on there. It's really what good. happens when I go home early. I think I'm taking your position as the promo creator. No. Anyways, swag bags for everyone. What's in the swag bag, Chris? We've got Pint GC, Oodle Noodle GC, Oilers Nation stickers, new Oilers Nation stickers. I might add. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're, uh, we're picking I'm them excited. up. Uh, we've got some oh, beef jerky brought to you by Wilhawk. If you haven't had Wilhawk beef jerky, that's, that's, that's a reason to come to the party in the Going in the swag really bag. Um, what else is in there? We've got oh, have, a t shirt, of course. We're going to have a little pop up shop. Pop up shop for some brand new nation gear. We're going to have giveaways all, I guess, morning. Yep. We've got some. Uh, They'll likely be announced next week. We just got to confirm. We've got some good prizes coming. Yeah, we good got some sneaky prizes that we can't even announce yet. Oh. If you want to come, this event is going to sell out. I promise you it will sell out. Has please, it not sold out already? Please make your way to 
nationgear.ca. Grab yourself some tickets right now. Right now. What Cam is showing everybody at the table to try and distract us as we're closing up this podcast is that Leafs Nation, they have an article up that says, should the Leafs trade for Darnell Nurse? No, it says Darnell Nurse is in Toronto. Might as well stick a Leafs jersey on him. That's well, good. there you have so it. So let's do uh, Nurse for Nylander. Nurse for Nylander? I'll pull the trigger on that. You guys pull the trigger on that? Pull the trigger on that? You pull the trigger on that? Nurse for Nylander? Straight up? One for one? The trade is one for one? Yes. It kind of offsets the hall for Larson. It's kind of like the same thing. I don't know if we could sign Nylander after that, though. You would have to make space, but you know what? That's a problem that you just deal with. Do you think William's dad would talk him out of signing here? Maybe. Or his mom, more likely? I bet you Nylander would take $3 million to play for us. Of course he would. Super discount. I'm really, really sorry about my dad. Uh, I will take a, a massive discount and sign for eight years at $1.75 million annually. You heard it here first from Adam I'm an insider. Gentlemen, thank you for another wonderful edition of the Oilers Nation radio podcast. Now available, Dan, on iTunes. We did it. We are Steve now Job on iTunes. Likes us. Steve Jobs awoke from the dead, and he's like, you know what? These guys deserve to have their podcast on iTunes. And there it is. We will tweet that link out on Twitter. We will post teasers on instagram both at oilers nation radio no on radio podcast subscribe for free subscribe for free best wishes podcast and thanks again to our friends at sherwood forward for making it all possible chris last words bye subscribe for free on itunes soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts from softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.